Jessica DeMassa from Health Animation Media, and I am here at J.P. Morgan Healthcare Conference, and we are at Health 2.0's Winter Tech. I am joined right now by Shahid. Uh, please introduce yourself for everybody who's watching. Sure. I'm Shahid Shah. I'm a publisher of a website called healthcareguys.com, uh, where we do a bunch of curation as well as uh, contributed content around what we refer to as the business of healthcare. What that means is, you know, what kind of uh, technology should you be building, what kinds of audiences uh, should you be building these t technologies for? How do you get investment? Uh, you know, what, what kind of languages and uh, technical tools should be you be using? So we okay. talk a lot to startups primarily, mm -hmm. uh, but anyone building technologies is our audience. Fantastic. So let's unpack all of that so that we get some good advice from you, especially here right now um, at J.B. Morgan Healthcare. So we're going to start with that first question. So um, what's going on here at the conference in terms of an investment? What are people looking at right now? What are you hearing in terms of buzz? So J.P. Morgan Healthcare, uh, at this event, what you see is that there's actually quite a few different kinds of events going on. So when you look at J.P. Morgan, broadly speaking, there are folks that are building medical devices, there are pharmaceutical companies, there's uh, regenerative medicine companies and things like that. So we focus primarily on the digital health aspects. In that aspect, you have great conferences like WinterTech. You had uh, Startup Health earlier this week. And what, what folks are really looking at is getting beyond the hype and the obviousness of things like population health, care coordination, and just wearables, broadly speaking. And they're trying to figure out where is the actual value in all of this? Okay, and so, so where is it? Yeah, so what we're seeing, the, the value is when, when you get enough healthcare providers to come in and have the conversation to say, here are the problems that I'm trying to solve. Here are the jobs that I'm trying to do. Please help me eliminate a job. Because what's happening with a lot of startups these days is they're giving us new tools and new tech. When they go into a provider or a payer or somewhere, they're giving them new jobs that they have to do with this new technology. Okay. And, and that's a struggle. So what we're seeing uh, a lot here these days is what is it that we can do as far as technology that will eliminate a job, remove a person, increase productivity in a way that is demonstrable and evidence-driven, which is really hard to do for startups because sure. no, people aren't using it yet, so how can I prove to you what's going on? So there's actually a very interesting uh, opportunity for uh, folks to look at a, a new endeavor called Node Health. It's called N-O-D-E, uh, Network of Digital Evidence uh, Health, nodehealth.com. There you can find out uh, how to get your pilots done. There you can find out you know, who would be able to uh, bring in and test my tools and evaluate them before going in and trying to go to an evidence-driven model uh, to some uh, providers. So there's a lot. It's very difficult these days because it's very noisy in the marketplace. So if you can't prove what you're doing is correct, you're not going to make it anywhere. What else? Um, what other advice would you offer to the startup companies that might be watching this out there? What else are investors looking for here at J.P. Morgan that's different than in the past? Yeah, I'd say they're they're beyond the sexiness and the hype associated with mobile apps and things like that. Mm -hmm. What they're looking for are have these people, the 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 a startups uh, founders, uh, the management team, have they done it before, and if so, where? And if they've not done it in the exact place that they that they want to, uh, in that particular industry, could what they have done it before translate to where you're going today? So, for example, if you've never been uh, working at a hospital and you're trying to sell into a hospital, you're going to find lots of headwinds, right? 
But if you've sold one kind of product into a hospital before and now are selling another kind, you're going to find less headwinds, right? Sure. So now it's always hard. It doesn't matter what you what you're doing. So that the idea with respect to healthcare investors is they're always looking for management team first, which means try to spend either time in the industry that you're going to be entering or get some other co-founders that are going to be able to fill that role. That seems like it's obvious, but there's more of that requirement because in the past what I've seen is, oh, these guys are smart. They know the startup world. They know how to build technology. They'll figure out their way how to get into healthcare. That's long gone. Yeah, if you don't know know how to do it now, uh, they're not going to hope that you're going to come into it. Okay, so tell me, um, broadly speaking now, okay, so transitioning out of this a little bit, you know, obviously where we're sitting right now, um, you know, paramount in everybody's mind is the uncertainty facing healthcare in particular with the new administration coming in. So what's ahead in your in your opinion for the year ahead in digital health specifically? Yeah, so I, I take a look at um, between what's going on on the statutory side, which is what's going to happen with the Affordable Care Act and uh, associated laws uh, versus MACRA and MIPS, which was just passed last year. Try to understand the difference between the statutory and regulatory requirement and not worry too much about from a innovator's perspective, um, trying to really figure out where everything is going. What you should know is there's a bunch that's not going to change. I mean, people are not going to want to spend more on healthcare tomorrow. They're going to spend less. They're not going to say, well, I'd rather doctors not take care of me. I'd rather, uh, you know, do things on my own. So I I think there's a lot of things that uh, don't change. Focus on that that doesn't change. Don't worry too much about the other things. On the business side, what do you think there? The year ahead for digital health on the business side? On the business side, what we're going to see is, as assuming that uh, incoming HHS uh, Secretary Price comes in, Seema Verma and others come in, my guess is that what we're going to see is a change from the centralized authority into decentralized, which means that startups actually have uh, a new set of opportunities that they wouldn't have otherwise had. So, for example, over the last eight years, we've seen lots and lots of centralization at CMS, CMMI, and other places. What we're going to see over the next year or two is hey, let's remove a bunch of these regulations and see what happens at the state level. So uh, we're going to see additional uh, monies, maybe even without block grants going to Medicaid, what we're going to end up seeing is more and more decentralization to let people at the local ends make uh, make their rules. The other thing we're going to see is, if uh, assuming Price and uh, Verma come in, you're going to see more focus on providers. They're more provider-friendly than they are centralized, uh, authoritative, um, payer-friendly g- uh, kinds of folks. So when you start to look at this, you say to yourself, you know what? Before, uh, it was very difficult to sell things in the hospitals, and it will still be, um, but maybe it'll become easier at the ambulatory side or easier in smaller health systems who are willing to take a risk now because they see decentralized, more provider-friendly things coming, which means elimination. I I suspect we're going to eliminate a bunch of things with respect to quality measures and other things that have to be reported over and over again that have not shown necessarily high benefits. So that's going to open up some opportunities. Okay, and then tell me here what you've noticed about the investor community. Where do you think they're going to be putting their bets? So the investor community here, I think, was a lot more vibrant than I thought they would be. At first, I thought when I came in here that everybody would be doing a wait and see. All right, let's see what's going to happen with the administration, et cetera. But really, I mean, deals are being made. Uh, they People are looking for uh, the next best thing. And what I see what they are looking for really is that we have lost productivity significantly over the last eight to 10 years. And so productivity drivers are very, very important. What we're looking at is 
what are the new business models that understand that value-driven care is not necessarily 100% in place, but is on the way. So what, does the, what are the technologies that can help us with the transition and the transformation? So transition and transformation uh, technologies, which are saying, I can take a provider from this kind of business model to that kind of business model are going to be in demand. So uh, the biggest surprise is, deals are being made. I mean, I, I've just been to so many meetings with investors. It's been, it's been very nice uh, to hear that, yeah, they're not, they're not waiting around. They're looking for, I mean, if you have a good team, you have a reasonable business model, uh, you're, you're going to get funny. Is there anything that you feel like investors have gone cold on that you've noticed? Like, is there anything that's kind of falling out of, out of favor? So the smarter investors have probably gotten cold on the trendier, sexier topics, you know, like, you know, like, like a pop health or a care coordination by itself. But then there are plenty of other new investors that are picking that up. Right. So, yes, it's it. So the smarter ones have seen this come and go. Right. Right. And they know that uh, so much of care coordination and population health and things are driven by reimbursement and, and other things like that. And if the if the rules aren't there and if the regulations aren't there, go somewhere else. Right. But there are plenty of, uh, and I don't want to call them, you know, dumb investors, but there are people that are newer to the market sure. that don't understand how hard this stuff is. They're willing to fill that gap. Excellent. So uh, last thoughts from you, big picture. What do you think is on tap for the next couple years ahead? So, I mean, obviously there's so much uncertainty, but is there anything macro trend-wise that you think is not going to go away, go away, but it's going to grow, particularly in the technology arena? I know that you have a specialization there. Yeah, I'd say two areas that I'm very excited about is payer-provider collaboration, that is where payers understand that the affinity that they have, that patients have with their uh, providers, and the fact that uh, most health insurance companies, because they're not dealing directly with patients, need to have really good relationships with their providers so that they, so that the members see the health insurance company as having higher value because they have a better relationship. Sure. That's, that's number one. I think there's going to be a lot of technologies and capabilities that help integrate that, help sure. them collaborate, et cetera. The second thing is employer-focused technologies. Okay. I think that over the next couple of years, my bet is that a lot of employers are tired of hearing about what insurance companies can't do anything about. They're tired of hearing TPAs, third-party administrators say, well, you know, I can't do anything in this case. Sure. They're, they're just going to say, fine, there are other places where I can go just direct. And so employers are going to start to say the billions that I'm spending. Well, money in healthcare only comes from two places. It either comes from funders like employers or it comes from patients. So anybody working in these two sides where money is actually generated in the market, everybody else moves money around, right? So in those two areas, I see a lot of opportunity over the next few years. If you take the technology that you may have developed a few years ago that may be not selling well, how do you tie it to payer-provider collaboration and how do you tie it uh, to employer-focused could give you a new life? Uh, at Lifeline. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us and for sharing all of those brilliant insights. It's wonderful to hear um, somebody with your perspective analyze what's going on here at the conference. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Jessica DeMassa from Health Innovation Media. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.